My sister hides behind her mental illness and uses it as an excuse to treat everybody like garbage. My older half-sister came to live with us in December. She claims to have severe depression and anxiety that she refuses to seek therapy for. She does not work, does not clean up after herself. She only leaves her room on the weekends to go out and party or go to concerts. During the week, she is in her room all day, only coming out in the evening to scream and swear at me and start arguments and some tension between everybody. She was prescribed Zoloft by a psychiatrist last month and only gave it a week to work. I caught her dumping the pills in the toilet and she told me to keep my mouth shut. When my mom questioned her about the empty pill bottle, she told her to get lost and to mind her own business. She stopped going to therapy last month because she thinks it's a waste of time. My dad deep cleaned her room last weekend because it was so bad. The smell of rancid cat litter was wafting downstairs and it looked like a war zone. My dad said there was moldy cups, rotting food, stinking dirty dishes everywhere and disgusting clothes all over the place. Cat droppings and vomit all over the carpet. A litter box that hadn't been looked after and was never scooped. She sat on her phone and cried to him about how horrible her life is and how mean my mom is while he cleaned her room. It took him a few hours. She always cried to my dad about how mean my mom is anytime my mom calls her out on her behavior. She is very manipulative and uses guilt trips on my dad a lot, especially whenever my mom points out my sister's behavior to him, or whenever he tries to point out she's in the wrong. Then comes the waterworks, guilt trip and anger from my sister. You don't care about me because if you did, or even, and you wonder why I never leave my room. You wonder why I give you an attitude all the time. My mom thinks it's ridiculous that she can't clean her room, can't take care of her cat, can't work, can't drive, can't really do anything because of her anxiety and depression. But she can go out clubbing with her friends every weekend. She has jury duty selection tomorrow that she already missed once and refuses to get her car running so she can drive there because of how bad her driving anxiety is and she doesn't know how to use Google Maps. She wants my dad to take her and pay for her Uber. This is all an hour away, by the way. An Uber is expensive and she has no money to pay for it. She knows how to drive. She just doesn't want to and tries to get out of it any way she can, as usual. My parents offered to drive her up to where the courthouse was yesterday, so she knows where it is, but she flat out refused to get in the car and started screaming at my dad that he doesn't care about her and accused him of wanting her to get into a car accident or something. Today, he prepaid for an Uber so she can get there and is going to pick her up on his way home from work tomorrow. He is sick of arguing with her about it and doesn't want her to get arrested for not coming. Her car is sitting by the driveway and is completely dead. She refuses to call AAA and have them come out because she doesn't want to deal with it. I've noticed she always loves starting drama and loves to blame everyone else for all of her issues. She told my mom the excuse for her going clubbing was the therapist recommended that it would be good for her to get out of the house and she's forcing herself to do it. And my mom was like, so you can force yourself to do that, but not anything else? That's absolute garbage. My parents argue about her every day. My mom thinks it's all an act and she just doesn't want to grow up. Where my dad really thinks she is struggling mentally and feels bad for her. When she lived with her mother, she was calling him almost every day crying about how mentally abusive her mother was and begging him to let her move in with us. My mom was reluctant to have her move in because she knows how she is and my parents argued for a while about letting her move in until they both agreed on ground rules for her staying here but that went right out the window after she moved in. My dad always feels bad for her for some reason, always caters to her and takes her side with almost everything. She also bullies me every day. She is mean to my face, she mocks me, makes fun of 
me, takes pictures of me, and bullies me online with these. She made hate accounts spreading malicious lies about me online and trashed my name on Twitter and Instagram. She deleted the accounts and denied ever doing it whenever I bring it up to my dad. And she tried to blame it all on me. She takes pictures of my mom behind her back and does the same thing. We didn't do anything to her. She's always hated us for some reason. It is inappropriate to use your mental illness as a weapon to then sling at other people. It is irresponsible to do that. And in no universe is that a credible excuse for being a garbage human being. This individual needs therapy and they need a serious wake-up call. It sounds like this girl's sister needs to seriously have some kind of intervention because the way that she's treating her family is absolutely unacceptable. A possible solution for the original poster is to record every interaction with her sister, especially where she says anything about her dad. He needs to hear everything about what she's doing because clearly the mom as well as the original poster are not getting through to him. And it seems like if the dad were to open up his eyes and see what is actually happening behind the scenes, then maybe some actual progress might be able to happen. An entitled mother demands I give up my electric scooter for her child. So for some background information, I am a 21-year-old male and recently had surgery on my knee due to it dislocating at work. Due to the surgery, I have to use crutches to move about and that makes it hard to go shopping. So I went out grocery shopping with my parents one day at a local big-name store and decided to use one of the electric carts that are provided in the store. Now, I'm a bigger guy, 6'5", around 300 pounds, so I have a gut that shows when I'm sitting down. Regardless, these carts are slow as molasses and get in people's way. Thankfully, with crutches in the attached cart, people tend to get out of the way and occasionally ask what happened. I don't mind and will tell them. Now, unfortunately, an entitled mother rounds the corner while I grab some toothpaste and other bathroom supplies. She is dragging a whining child about 10 years old, and I can see the entitled mother pause when she spies me in the cart. I decide to pay them no attention and begin slowly moving down the aisle while asking them to please move to the side so I don't accidentally hit them or anything. The daughter does so, but the entitled mother decided that me and this cart was a problem. She ends up saying, You don't look like you need that cart, so how about you give it to my daughter? She is tired and needs it more than you. I pause and stare at the mother before responding, I do need it, actually. I just had surgery on my knee a week ago and can't really shop while using crutches. If your daughter needs this, then there are some of the front of the store still. She goes on to say, You don't look injured, so I think you're lying about needing your crutches. You're probably just too lazy to walk around. She then attempts to move me off of the machine via force. It didn't work because I'm a tad stronger than her and also sitting down. I say, please do not touch me. If your daughter needs somewhere to sit, there are also benches scattered all throughout the store that she can use. Get away from me. She says, no, you are going to get off your lazy butt and give me that cart right now. She says this practically yelling at this point. Her daughter, by the way, has wandered off down the aisle and is touching random stuff. Thankfully, her being loud has drawn the attention of a few other shoppers and one of the store managers is walking about. They actually end up walking by and saying, what seems to be the problem here, miss? The entitled mother says, this jerk is refusing to give me the cart and is lying to people so that they could pity him. The manager looks at me and I just lean down to roll up my pant leg. You can also clearly see that my knee is significantly more swollen than my other knee and is kept in a straight position so that I can't bend it. I say, I'm not lying. I have crutches that I can use, but shopping with crutches isn't easy. By this point, I had rolled up my pant leg and revealed the bandage and the bloody kneecap that I had. You can clearly see the scars and the stitches poking out the edges of the bandages. See? I'm clearly not lying. As the manager is about to say something, the entitled mother pushes him aside so she can stand beside my knee. The entitled mother doesn't like that I clearly wasn't lying about the surgery, but still thought I was. So to prove I was lying, she decided to drop her 
purse on my bad and revealed knee, which caused me to grab my leg and curse out in pain. She says, liar, you are clearly faking that reaction. By this point, the manager had flagged down some of the other co-workers who grabbed the security and had to escort her out the building. The manager then asked me if I wanted to file a report against her, which I didn't because I just wanted to go home and ice my knee to prevent more swelling. Some people are absolutely crazy. If I was this guy, I absolutely would have filed a report against her. There would be nothing stopping me from getting the police involved. That woman assaulted him. Knee surgery is no joke. It can absolutely take you out, so using these scooters sometimes is absolutely necessary. And the fact that she was physically trying to drag him out of the scooter, all because she thought he was faking it or he was just looking for attention, is absolutely atrocious. Someone else's medical reason for being in a scooter is nobody's business but their own. And if I were that guy and I had that kind of interaction and I had been assaulted like that guy, I 100% would have called the police. An entitled Karen complains to city council and runs a business out of town. This is something that is actually happening right now currently in my life. A little backstory for you before I actually get into the story. I have two friends who have recently closed down their business to relocate elsewhere due to what is happening currently. My friends who had this business for over a year now were not living in my town locally, but they gained the trust and friendship of most people who were local. They welcomed anyone and everyone who stepped in and were always willing to stop by for a chat if they saw you on the street. Now to get to the real story. So basically, I had found out from my friend, who is one half of the business, that they've been receiving constant complaints about many things. One being a parking space outside of this shop, which my friend would normally use for her car. And a few of the locals were whining about this and going off about them hogging said parking space, which nobody had used before anyway. The second complaint I had heard about was the fact that there had been a bench outside on the sidewalk, along with a flower trough full of lovely flowers, which was in fact bringing more color to the area. And somehow from what I heard, one specific local then complained this to the local council, when the local council in fact does not own the sidewalk, but it belongs to the landlady who owns the property that my friend was renting from her business. What makes me laugh is that nobody actually uses the sidewalk anyway. Everyone tends to walk on the other side from that. This walkway is blocked by what looks like two barriers, one or two cars owned by people who think that it's alright to park at an angle at the end of the sidewalk. I have also seen cars that are actually halfway parked on the sidewalk and the road at the same time. And they're complaining about a bench and a few flowers. This is not the first time it's happened either. My landlady used to own part of the building and she'd have complaints filed against her for having flower troughs on the same place of the sidewalk, which I will repeat, does not belong to the council. Doesn't this seem like a double standard to you? Myself and other supportive locals couldn't talk these nice people into staying permanently but they have made the decision to remain open from Wednesday up until the end of May as a last goodbye sort of thing, which is honestly a shame. What is wrong with people? These people literally just put a bench out and some flowers to try and bring some kind of variety to the area. And the fact that they're parking in a public parking spot and people are complaining about it is kind of disgusting. How entitled do you have to be to complain about something that you don't own and that you don't use? It's absolutely ridiculous and it really sucks that these people are being driven out of a town. I've lived in small towns like that where the local businesses suffer because of everybody else's complaints and it's not a pretty sight it's typically the type of town that will never grow because of these people and if I were a business owner I wouldn't want to be in that environment either my boyfriend betrays my trust by holding his female co-worker at a party. My boyfriend and I have been dating for about a year. Last weekend, he had an after-work party, and he said I was free to join, so I did. He has a female co-worker slightly older than him, 
who he plays tennis with every week. They seem to often write on Snapchat too, because there's often a notification from her whenever he shows me something on his phone. So at this party, we had a good time. We were both drinking, but moderately. We both aren't fans of getting super wasted. When we started getting towards the end of the night, we were sitting around a campfire. I was sitting next to my boyfriend and his co-workers on the other side of him. I went to get some drinks, and when I get back, he has his arm around her, and she has her arm around my boyfriend. I told him directly that I wanted to go home, and I asked him about it in the car, and he told me she started putting her arm around him, and he wanted to, quote, play along so it doesn't get awkward. I felt so very hurt, and what made it worse was that it was his first ever move that he did on me when we started dating. He put his arm around me, so this especially leaves a really hurtful mark on me. What do I do? This does not look good for the boyfriend, if I'm being completely honest, because it does not sound like this is the first time this has happened. Who just plays along with someone else just putting their arm around you? Especially someone of the opposite sex. This guy has a girlfriend, and supposedly this female co-worker is just a friend. I don't know of very many friends who would get nice and cuddly at a work party. It seems super suspicious, and it's pretty interesting that this female co-worker waited until this guy's girlfriend left to then make a move on him. There's no excuse to try and say that he was just playing along, because that is not a good excuse, and I don't blame the girl for having some kind of response to this. My entitled dad is demanding that I give him my salary. This is a true story, and it's about my dad. I might sound like a bad person talking about my own parents in this way, but it's true. I'm no angel, and I had a rough life. To be honest, my childhood was also very rough. The relationship between me and my father was really bad. I'm the second child, and I have an older sister. Apparently, my dad wanted another daughter, hence he started avoiding me from the day I was born. Like, he didn't even show up to the hospital that day. So my mom had to go to the hospital alone, give birth to a baby, and come back home with this new baby, which is me. He avoided me so much that whenever my family would go shopping, everyone would get something with them. A cloth, some toffee, or anything they wanted. I, on the other hand, would not have anything. If I asked for something, he would slap me in the middle of the road or inside the shop and throw a loud tantrum, as if I was trying to ask to do something illegal. So let me come clean here. After a few years, after I turned eight or nine, I did start arguing back. I started to push him to the extremes to make him feel what I felt, but he would handle it all the same way. He would yell at me or slap me. Even until this day, I have social anxiety because of the experience that I had. Not only that, he loved throwing away my stuff. When I was young, I had a hobby of collecting stuff. My oldest memory is of me collecting shells from the beach. He would throw everything away, saying that it was worthless. I started collecting stamps, and he used all of them to send letters to his friends. I started collecting coins, and then he would throw them away in the toilet. I started collecting fossils, and no, I'm not kidding. These were actual fossils. He would wait until I would fill up a bucket with all kinds of fossils and then wait further until I was trying to get them verified and then he would throw them away. I gave up fighting with him at that point. I was around 13 to 15 years old at the time. I thought that if I could bear a few more years, I could get my own life with my own rules. When the time came for me to go to college, he wouldn't let me choose my favorite course. I was forced to choose IT. I'm not completely regretting that, but it wasn't my choice. I disagreed and moved forward. He went abroad for work after that, and I thought I could live my life life after that. 
but he doesn't let go of me that easily. He gave his number to like everyone in my college, my roommates, my classmates, my professors, and he would investigate me every day. If I didn't respond the way he liked, he would send my sister to get my mobile phone and make me realize what it's like to be lonely. After four hard years and one year of training, I got a nice job that I've always looked up to. In January this year, I got my first salary. I wanted to have some fun with it, like having good food in a nice restaurant with some friends, going on a hiking trip, or anything really. That's when he shows up again after all these years, giving me everything I wanted. He'd have my food on the plate before I could get to the table. The water heater would be on hours before I go to the bathroom for a bath, and stuff like that. My mother, being the kind-hearted angel she is, warns me that he's doing it to get money and nothing else. And just like that, a few days later, my dad comes to me and demands that I send him money. Like I said before, I was still a trainee. My salary was still very low, so I refused to pay him. He was working abroad, so I was sure he already had a lot of money in his account and could use his own money. But that's when the blackmailing started. My grandmother, sister, uncles, and everyone in the family insisted on me paying my dad because family comes first. So after a lot of arguments, I decided to take the hard way around. I did end up paying him, but I did pack my stuff up and I moved out. I disconnected from my father completely. Now I live alone, just a few minutes away from the main headquarters of the company I work for. The story doesn't end there. He called a few days ago, asking me for more money. This time he says no matter how much I get in my salary, I should send him this money every month. If you're living with your expense, you know that's not possible. To put that into contrast, I don't make that much a month, so I couldn't possibly pay and give him money as well. So I just decide to ignore him for a few days. I've made up my mind. I'm not paying him a penny after this. Even if it means that the money would save his life, I would rather let him die. If the money is for his funeral, I'm going to let his body rot in the open. Like I said, I'm not an angel. I've suffered in life, but that doesn't mean I'm going to help my oppressors be a good hero. Everyone should own up and pay for what they are worth. So yes, the money is mine. I'm saving the rest of the money, and no one has a say over it except for me. Good on this original poster for getting out from a toxic family. It does not matter if it's family, toxic is toxic, and that family was incredibly toxic. From the get-go, this father was absolutely abusive to this child and refused to have anything to do with them. And now that they finally have their own life where they can do whatever they want, they then try to insert themselves back into their lives just to try and take more money? Not acceptable, not okay, and I think the original poster is in the right for choosing to do this. Today I messed up by opening a bottle of hot sauce that had been in my car for three years. Almost three years ago now, I left a job, and for my leaving gift, I was given a multi-pack of hot sauces as a joke. I hate spicy food, and I can't handle it in any way, shape, or form, so I would never put these to use. I put it in my car to drive home and immediately forgot about it. Over the next three years, the pack somehow slid into the space under the back seats, and I finally found it today when cleaning. The many months in a hot car had not been kind, and the hot sauces looked weird and discolored, so I thought, hey, let's clean Clean those bottles out and recycle them. That seems like a great idea. When I went to clean the last bottle, the lid would not budge. I fought, hit, tried to force the lid open, and after many unsuccessful attempts, 
I lifted it up to see if maybe there was extra tape I hadn't noticed. Cue this exact moment for the pressure in the bottle to finally give. The lid flew off, covering anything in the vicinity in a thick layer of expired five chili heat habanero sauce with my eyeball getting hit at point blank range. My big stupid eye blinked as a reflex and smeared hot sauce all over my cornea and the pits of hell came forth to claim the next victim. I have never experienced burning like this and hope never to again. No amount of cleaning, milk, eye drops, anything would save me. And upon screaming at my partner for sympathy, he just hysterically laughed at my plight from the doorway. After using up an entire carton of milk, I accepted defeat and looked ahead to my life, which would forever be aflame. After a brief and unhelpful phone conversation for medical advice, I am now huddled miserably on the couch with an eye covered with an ice pack covering the entire left side of my face. It is several hours later, and if I move my face too much, the burning comes back with renewed fury. My partner giggles every time he looks at me, and unsurprisingly, I'm not quite in the mood for the offer of spicy food for dinner. Also, as a side note, my partner did help and did not just leave me to bounce off the walls alone like a trapped bee. But in the end, I can't blame him for laughing as the whole scene was utterly ridiculous. I'm personally not a fan of hot sauce either. Anything above a jalapeno pepper and I'm going to be on the ground writhing. I just can't handle spicy food in any way, shape, or form. So I cannot imagine having habanero sauce splashed into your eye that has been marinating in someone's car for three years. The pain I can only imagine must have been excruciating. So this person learned a very valuable lesson that you gotta probably clean your car out more than just once every three years. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.